Fantastic. Good morning, everyone. It is great to see you. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. We're going to look through a passage there. We're also going to talk through the Christingle. And um, so we have an opportunity to um, do two things. We're going to talk about the Royal Road, and we're also going to share through the Christingle service, which I think is a stroke of genius of the Moravian Church. In 1747, they came up with this idea of the Christingle. And um, it's a way, really, of taking the good news message of Jesus around the world. And um, I love it. I love the Moravian Church, the way that they prayed. They had a 100-year prayer meeting. And um, they developed this. And it's said that in roughly 20 years, the Moravian Church sent out more missionaries than the entire Protestant church for 200 years before. More missionaries sent out. So they sent missionaries all over the world. And this was one of their um, aids or one of their tools that they used to share the good news story of Jesus Christ. And so as we look through this, we're going to see this is, this is creatively brilliant, all based around an orange. And um, so we're going to look through that together. But just before we do... I want to um, read our uh, passage this morning so we can center this on what God is doing in the scriptures and uh, where we're at. So we're going to read from Luke chapter 2 and um, from verse 22 onwards. It's quite a section that we're going to read. And our passage today is about Jesus being presented at the temple. So Jesus has been born and Mary and Joseph have had their journeys and their Royal road experiences, as we've seen so far, they've been to Egypt and now there's this sense of they're coming to present Jesus, as they should do, um, to, into the temple. And so we want to talk about this and I'm going to use this passage to help us understand our orange and our Christingle at the same time. So Jesus presented in the temple, you can see this on the screen. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, that's Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping, um, in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus for him to do what was custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And the father's child and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary and his mother, met to Mary his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. 
She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Wonderful, what a great passage and what a great picture as Jesus is presented in the temple. And so I want, us to, I want to talk this through. And so we've got four points today um, that we're going to talk through and they're going to correspond with each of the elements of our Christingle. So our first one is our orange and our waiting. So if you've got an orange, would you raise your orange to me? Hopefully there's quite a lot of oranges around the room. Those oranges are absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, sadly for you, they're nowhere near as good as mine. How about that? This is fantastic. Claire, our wonderful family pastor, has put approximately 10 coats of paint on this and um, has brilliantly um, made this for me so that we can talk through the um, Christingle um, service but also have a very, very good visual aid. Visual aid. If you Google um, Christingle costumes online, you'll see many um, vicars dressed up in massive costumes. We decided against that and decided... <laughs> slash I decided against that. We decided to make one of these. So, where's Nick? Nick's gonna be roaming around with a mic for me. Everyone's got an orange, but what is the orange for? What does that mean? So children, kids, what is the orange actually about? What does the orange represent? We've got somebody here. The world. The world. The world. Fantastic, can we have a round of applause for that? Absolutely brilliant. The orange that you hold in your hand represents the world. It represents the world. And so, as you hold it, that in your hand, we also understand that God holds the world that we are on and part of in his hands. That God has that in his hands. Now, we understand as we've read today and had our readings uh, this morning, we've understood that actually there's, there's darkness in the world. There's darkness on the earth, and the earth is in waiting. It's waiting for the promises of God to be revealed. Romans 8 tells us that the world is actually waiting for the children of God to be revealed. And so there's something significant and important about understanding that the whole world is waiting in darkness. Now here in our story, as we've just read, Simeon and Anna have been waiting for a long time. They've had a promise that the Messiah will be they will witness the Messiah, they will see the Messiah before they die. Imagine carrying that year after year after year, dedicating children at the temple, wondering each time, is this the one that the Holy Spirit's gonna reveal is the Messiah? And then that moment comes, when you, the moment you've been waiting for. Kids, are you excited about Christmas? How many sleeps is it until Christmas Day? Three, three seats till Christmas Day, which is fantastic. Are you waiting patiently? Are you waiting excited? You're not waiting patiently, great. Okay, some of them are like blatantly not waiting patiently. But there's something exciting, isn't there, when we have a date or we have something in mind that's coming up and we're thinking we're waiting for this in anticipation of what is to come. And as we think about the world and as we hold our oranges, there is a world waiting in anticipation for the light of the world, Jesus Christ, to be revealed. Our second thing that we're going to attach this in a moment's time, and you guys are going to add some um, dolly mixtures with some cocktail sticks to your um, oranges. And in a, in a minute, I'd love two volunteers. Nick, would you find me two volunteers? to come? And we're going to put some marshmallows on these sticks. But just before we do that, Nick, would you ask the question to a few people? What do the sweets mean? What are the sweets for on our Christingle? Who knows what the sweets mean? 
We're coming back here. The fruits of the world. The fruits of the world. Absolutely there fantastic. Let's have a round of applause for Daniel. Absolutely brilliant. In my head, we were going to have a few more guesses, but these children are too clever. Um, everybody knows the answer. Well, thank you for coming and joining me. What's your name? Momoe. Momoe. Yes. Fantastic. And? Aramude. 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 Close? Okay, great. Close enough. Great. Right. I've got a task for you which I'd love you to do. Now I'm going to pop this down. What I'd love you to do is you're going to have two bamboo sticks each. There's two, two, two. And we have some wonderful giant marshmallows which there are plenty for you to eat once we've finished. Now what I need you to do is to put two marshmallows on each of those bamboo sticks as if you're going to toast, toast them on a fire. Does that sound alright? Now we haven't done a risk assessment for this and so if you hurt yourself, I lose my job. So if there's any way you could not hurt yourself, I'd really appreciate it. Does that sound okay? Is that a deal? Okay, great. So take a couple of marshmallows for each stick. Oh, that's a good idea. Stab them like that. That's fun. Yay! How about a round of applause for that? That's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. And the next one. Oh, get it? Right, don't stab me either, because I am... Um... Go, go, go. You got it? <laughs> we kind of got it. Great. And the same. This is a brilliant way of doing it. It's safe. Slash doesn't really work, but it's safe. I have a job for Christmas, which is great. You're doing fantastic. Keep going. That's great. Right, just push them on a little bit. Fantastic. Let's have a round of applause on that. And so these represent the fruit of the earth. And so as we've seen in our passage, there's a celebration that comes when the promises of God are revealed. That when this baby is given and to be dedicated, the promises of God are then seen um, in that moment. And so there's a celebration. Simeon celebrates, Anna celebrates, Mary and Joseph are celebrating. And so I'd love you to put these on, on here. Can you see those holes? If you stab them, stab them in that way around, just like that. Can we do it? That's great. And the next one. Fantastic. Ooh, hello. And the next one. That is brilliant. Fantastic. Oh, we've lost one. We're not being so thankful. Now that is brilliant. Let's pop this on here. Thank you very much. Would you like a marshmallow? Yes, no. No? Okay, fair enough. I might eat one. But um, <laughs> great. Well done. In fact, why don't you take two? Because um, then it wants to eat. Fantastic. Very, very good. Thank you very much for your help. Let's grab your seats. We seem to be missing one, so I'm just going to pop that back on there. Very good. I'm not going to stab myself. Great. Wonderful. And so the provision of God in, through his promises and through his word, but also throughout the whole earth, causes us to celebrate and to thank God. That actually everything that we have, everything the earth yields and that we make sense of with seasons and harvest, then the food that we eat, the things that we get to celebrate, we know they all come from God. And all of that leads to worship and is to adore God and for us to praise him. We see this in our Bible passage today with Simeon. He praises God and glorifies him. As we read through the Christmas story, the amount of celebration and worship that comes is just brilliant. Mary, Elizabeth, the list just goes on and on and on as people celebrate God. Now, our next symbol is our red tape, and our next word is war. And so Nick's going to um, jump up again, and um, we're going to ask some, some people, what does the red tape around your orange represent? Come on, Caleb. Blood. 
the blood. Levi's got it and Caleb's got it at the same time. Let's have a round of applause. Absolutely fantastic. And so your orange is um, pre-prepped with the blood of Jesus all the way around it and um, as the tape. And that literally just represents something of the good news story of Jesus. So I want you to picture for the Moravians as they're traveling the earth, beginning to unpack this story, that we understand the world is in need, but we also understand it gives up its fruits and we can celebrate those things and thank God for them. But right around the middle, holding the whole thing together is the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus came to war over you and me. He came to war over us. It wasn't a war in a military sense, although many people wanted that. It wasn't a war in a sense that we perhaps understand or see, but instead it was a war of love to get hold of you and me. Jesus wanted us, and so he came for us. And it was an act of war to come for us. Now Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 49 that we are engraved on the hands of God. You and me are engraved on the hands of God. And as we think about that, I think there's a wonderful image that comes through the scars of Jesus as his blood is shed, that on the palms of his hands are scars that resemble and represent us being engraved on his hands. That Jesus knows you and he knows me. But sometimes we can confuse that with thinking that God knows our name and our names are engraved. It's not just your name that's engraved on the hands of God. It's your very personality, your character your past, your future, your present, your strengths, your weaknesses, everything is engraved on God. God knows you completely. And so I love the fact that God has gone to war over us. He's, he's got hold of us. He's come for us. He's chosen us. And so to celebrate that, and um, I, to celebrate that, I want us to shout out loud a, few, a couple of things. And so we're going to have a couple of practices. The first thing we're going to shout out is God loves me. Let's have a practice of that. One, two, three. God loves me. So God loves me. And then I want you to shout out after that. So that's part one. And then we're going to go straight into part two. I want you to shout out your own name. So hopefully that's fairly simple. God loves me. And then you're going to say, you're going to finish the sentence with your own name. Please do include middle names because there could be some fun as um, people do shout out. So I'm going to shout because my name is Paul David Blundell. I'm going to shout out, God loves me, Paul David Blundell. But let's have a practice of that. So we've just done God loves me. Let's all shout our names out loud. One, two, three. Paul David Blundell. Great. So we're going to shout out, God loves me, and then you're going to shout your name because God came for you. Everyone ready? Three, two, one. God loves me, Paul David Blundell. Fantastic. Well done, everyone. Absolutely brilliant. And so Jesus came to war over us, and he spilt his blood that we might be free and to show us the love of God for our lives. He loves you, he chose you, and he knows you. You're engraved on his hands. Our final bit and the final piece of our um, Christingle puzzle, is it a puzzle? Aid? Is a candle, or for you in a few moments time, a glow stick, um, due to various health and safety and um, just simplicity decisions made by me. And um, so if you've got anyone to complain to, you've only got me to complain to because it was my decision. And um, so our final word is witness. And so as we think about God 
being the light, Jesus being the light of the world, what we see is that as he's come, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He is the light of the world. But he also points to you and to me and says, you are the light of the world. And, how, and we read that this morning. Um, Stuart read um, Matthew 5, where Jesus says, you are the light of the world. He says that's who he is, but he also looks you and me in the eyes and says that's who you are. You are the light of the world. Anna, in our story today in the temple, it says in the final sentence that she went around telling about Jesus to all of those who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She just couldn't help but tell the story. You see, the good news message of Jesus is so good that actually we become light when we become, we, we begin to share that with other people, to tell people how wonderful Jesus is, how brilliant he is, that he's real, that he's alive, that as those around us who are living in darkness and difficulty, that when there's pain and sadness or loneliness around our lives, that we get an opportunity to be the ones to stand up, to be a light, and to say Jesus Christ is in this place. And so in a moment's time, you're gonna get a glow stick. In fact, you may have already got your little bags. You're gonna get a glow stick. And um, as you break that glow stick, as you give it a shake, and as you put it in your candle, I want you to remember Jesus Christ as the light of the world. And he said over you and me, you are the light of the world. Let's pray together. Great. So team, we're just gonna sort a few things out, but I'd love us to pray. And so can we have the prayer up on the screen? And um, so you may just want to, um, let's just fix our eyes on the screen, turn your attention to the screen for a moment, because I wanna give us an opportunity. It may be that as I've talked through this slightly strange symbol, as an aid to understand the good news of Jesus Christ, that into all of the world, God came. That for the provision in the world, God provides for us. That because of the blood of Jesus, we are loved and known and forgiven, and that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. It may be that that's the first time you're hearing that story, or that you want to connect with that in a new way. And so I'd love us to pray, so we're going to pray this prayer out loud together, and I want to give you a moment to respond. Let's pray this prayer out loud together. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever loved you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I've lived my life without you and I've messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Just close your eyes for one moment. I know there's a bit of noise and a bit of things going on, but if you're here today and you want to respond to Jesus, the light of the world, as everyone's got their eyes closed and heads bowed, I just want to give you a moment to respond. And so if that's you this morning, I'd love it if you just pop your hand in the air, raise it nice and high, say yes to Jesus Christ. can't quite see into the balcony, but if anybody wants to do that. If you'd love to talk to us at the end, if you'd like to ask some more questions, or if you'd like someone to pray with you, please do come forward at the end, and our team would love to do that. Well, we're going to take um, a few minutes now for everybody to make their Christingles, and so hopefully you've got a bag, and uh, you've got a glow stick, and um, this is your moment to go.